Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. Welcome to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio along with our good friend and co-host Frank. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's looking good, looking good. Hey, you know what I'd like to do? Just this time, I'm going to make it 30 seconds, as I promised uh, Verizon that I would talk about them, because they really, really pissed me off. So <laughs> starting off the show just with 30 seconds, unbelievable, unbelievable um, what they've done, how they treat people. And it's if anybody out there um, could contact with me, I would really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you want to take the trouble to send me an email, I'll do something for you. I'm not sure what, but I guarantee it'll be something. And that's John, J-O-H-N, at fishtalkradio.com. Maybe you just want to say a few words about it. Maybe you'll love them. I love their coverage, but as a company, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, maybe later I'll tell you what I ended up with. Unbelievable deal. Half the price of Verizon. Anyway, Frank, let's get into it. Yes, let's talk a little bit. We're just getting ready to go up to our trip here in a few weeks. Oh, you know, it's coming. But, you know, when we first started putting this together, it was like way out there, six months from now or whatever it is. But Uh, now we're short timers. We're less than a month. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to the Long Beach show tonight, and I'm going to give them all a, a uh, one of the flyers for our next one in mm-hmm. September. Oh, perfect. Oh, by the way, I think we have Eddie <coughs> from, uh, where is he? Where is he? Oh, he's on, he's on, he's on, he's on here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> from, yeah, there he is. <laughs> He'll be in the second hour uh, from Van Warmer Resorts. That's where we're going. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable place. Five miles of pristine beaches, the Bay of Cortez. No, Bay of the Palms. Yeah, well, it's, it seems like I'm having ten times better luck than you. My uh, my projector went out. I called them. They were the nicest people in the world. Who was that? It was uh, oh, Julie. No, no, no. What company? Oh, what company? Yeah. Oh, Julie was at, from... Uh, Okay, well, we got to go, Frank. We'll talk about okay. that a bit later. But, yeah, I'm just so frustrated. I hate this technical age. What can I say? We'll be right back with Fish Hunt Talk Radio. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. 
Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. We have Frank Selby and our very special guest, Steve Lynch, co-owner of Procure. Steve, by the way, before I forget, thank you for the early Christmas present. I got this box sitting on my front porch full of all kinds of stinky stuff. <laughs> we're going to get <laughs> Glad ready to, to do it. Get ready to uh, take some up to Alaska and then hopefully some down to Mexico. But uh, anyway, uh, Steve is, uh, um, I guess, co-owner of Procure. Is that a good description, Steve? Correct. I, okay. I started out in 2001 working in the bait shop mm-hmm. and just kind of went up from there. Well, good, good. And you live in Portland, Oregon. I do. You know, we're going to talk about Procure, but let's just take a minute. Let's talk about Portland. Um, And it is, well, first of all, I've mentioned this many times, is that if you are ever in an area where everything is lush and green, there's, there's a reason for that. Oh, so true. But uh, anyway, this must be a beautiful time of the year up there. It is. It is. And, you know, uh, high 60s uh, through high 70s on an average. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not too hot, not too cold. (laughs) Well, you can be this way probably through the end of September. Well, Portland's in the confluence of the uh, Columbia and the Willamette. Or will admit, I guess, depending on where you Willamette. come from. <laughs> yes. But I've, I've heard it Colonel called a lot of things. But uh, anyway, you know, there is some good fishing, and it's within a short distance, there's a lot of good fishing. I think Frank knows a little bit about it. Yes, I love the fish, the sandy, the clackamas, and the salmon, 
and then I'll go over and float down to shoot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, I south, go 24 yeah. highway up. Mm-hmm. Nice, 26. those are all beautiful rivers. Yes, and I love them all. The people are wonderful. Mm-hmm. And my dad didn't lie when he told me, well, my uncle, but he told me when he was doing up on Mount Hood, Timberline, he did a lot of carving up there. I actually got photographs of where he carved bears for the stairs. Wait, oh, a, minute. Wow. Wait a minute. Can you explain that carving, carving what? Uh, they It was the CC camp, and there's the town now called CC mm-hmm. camp. Well, they used to get on a bus and ride it up to Timberline uh-huh. and work on the lodge up there. And it's still running today. It's probably the longest-running ski season anywhere in uh, well, the United Mount, States. Mount, Mount is a glacier. You can ski to every every day <laughs> of the year. Yeah, just about. Mm-hmm. And they even, they even filmed The Shining up there. Oh, I didn't know Timberline that. Timberline Lodge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Years ago. But the fishing and the people uh, in Welch's all the way up are great. I have never met a bad person on the river or in any of the little towns. They're always yeah. willing to help. And that's the neat thing about Portland. An hour and a half, you can be at the coast. Or an hour and a half the opposite direction and be up on Mount Hood. So, yeah. you know, you've got everything, with, you know, an hour to an hour and a half right right at your yeah. fingertips. Mm-hmm. Yes. I still as far as rivers, there's living. probably 14 rivers to fish within an hour and a half of Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, about it's 10 fish. little tiny streams. Well, you kind of mentioned the chutes, too. That is such a beautiful river. It's down in a canyon, and it's just... Just gorgeous up there, and then float down that. It's just incredible. That's about yes, a three-hour drive. Is it? Yeah. Well, if unless you went up to Columbia and got mm-hmm. where the Columbia and the, mm-hmm. the shoots meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about an hour and forty minutes where they meet. Uh, yeah, just right and, in Columbia. It, and I always go over to Mount Hood. Mm-hmm. And uh, go well, over the mountain. What's that about an hour? About the, an hour and a half. And then. Mm-hmm. And then go down to Moppins and then get on drift boats. And we drift down for two or three days usually. Mm-hmm. Now, we use a little camp just past the bridge, and he knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Sure. But we won't tell everybody about days. that. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have, there's some guides that do three and five day camping trips on that. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. someone's never done that, man, that is one heck of a time. Yeah, I used to do it every year in September because I was going after the steelhead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it, Steve, it let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Procure. And, you know, if you go back a long ways, Procure is something you bought because uh, you'd uh, cure your salmon eggs. Correct. Uh, but Correct. Uh, I guess you still do that, but there's, <laughs> there's a lot more we, now in there. <laughs> it's a little bit more involved, yes. We were the first commercial egg here on the market back in 1984. And then and starting in about 1987, we started producing uh, different oils for injecting your marinating baits, and then sauces, then butters, and then gels. So uh, we make about 380 different uh, uh, items. Wow. As well as all the egg cures. And we have about 31 uh, different egg cures on the market now. So, yeah, it's gotten a little more involved over the years. Mm-hmm. That, that gel works perfect for beginners that fly fishing on salt water. They see the 
find that if you throw it in the same place more than four times, you're going to get bit. <laughs> sure, and we have a water-soluble line of products designed to go on flies and jigs. It won't mat them down. They'll still flutter and breathe beautifully in the water. Uh, I'll have to try that. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, we designed that about eight years ago for the fly guys and marabou jig fishing, and I tell you, it's a phenomenal product. Well, all I can say is that you guys have been around for a while, and you keep getting bigger, and that wouldn't happen if the stuff didn't work. That's very true, and we're, we're currently now uh, selling to approximately 17 countries, and I'm working out agreements and permits with four others. Oh, wow. So each year it just gets a little bigger and a little bigger. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, I think the world of fishing is getting bigger. Um, you know, the Baltic countries are becoming, you know, uh, more aware. And, you know, with the Internet, I mean, we've had got an email from somebody from Lithuania about a month or two ago. But, uh, you know, the world of fishing, I think, is getting bigger, especially places like Africa um, and areas that were only subsistence in the past, that they're, it's becoming a sport. Sure. And as it becomes more challenging to catch a fish, guys are trying more tricks, you know, reaching in their bag and, and grabbing, you know, instead of just a go-to lures. Mm-hmm. When, when they're not working as well, you know, they're trying anything and everything they can. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the lodges feel that they can get done fishing quicker, it's saving them <laughs> fuel and time and energy. So even yeah. if it saves them an hour a day using the Procure, yeah. it all adds up. You know, oh, yeah. Them up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, lot. give us uh, give us a little bit of an idea about you know we've only got about two minutes, but a little bit about the procure. Uh, we know it's a scent, uh, and fish a lot of times feed based on scent rather than you know sight or touch. They've got a lot of different things, their lateral lines and all this stuff. But uh, scent seems to be one of the main reasons to attract them to bite. Is that right? It is, and we use 100% real bait. We're not a synthetic scent company. So my crawfish is pure crawfish, ground up, stabilized, or alewife or anchovies or sardines. You know, they're, mm-hmm. We start out with 100% real bait. We're adding a bite stimulant to it just to help trigger them to feed. It's the same stuff they use in the pens when the salmon, when they're pen raising the salmon. Uh-huh. They're stressed and they don't feed as well. Oh. So, uh, we're using that same bite stimulant, and then we're adding UV to it. So in down deeper in murky water, you can see it. Or you know, you it, it, it illuminates your bait. So oh, they can not only smell it, they can see it as well. Hmm. And is there any particular uh, type of fish that it works the best on? I mean, you know, salmon and trout or halibut. Uh, halibut for sure. Well, yeah, the, anything that's like halibut and sturgeon, those are really a scent-driven fishery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when guys are anchoring up and putting it, you know, they'll anchor up, put their baits out, and then they sit and wait. Well, the more scent they have flowing back, the quicker they're going to get bit. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, with the butt juice, that's probably our number one selling item for the halibut. And that's mm-hmm. mainly for bottom fish. Yeah. But it's a heavy oil, and it stays on the ocean floor and just milks back. It's oh, not yeah. a big scent trail. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, well, we're going to have to close it up. I know you told me one time about you know how many truckloads of dead fish come into your plant every day, but it's phenomenal. phenomenal. We do grind up a few pounds a day. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet a few, <laughs> few thousand tons. Anyway, uh, Steve, we appreciate that, and uh, we always enjoy having you on. And again, thanks for uh, uh, that little Christmas present. I'm going to uh, see if it helps me a little bit. You are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. 
Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar, Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. And we have now with us, uh, we're talking in this previous segment to Steve about what fish like to eat. We're going to find out what we like to eat, <laughs> right, John? John McGannon exactly from Wild, right. John McGannon from Wild Eats. He is a premier. Um, chef specializing in things that you don't buy in the grocery store 
wild game. <laughs> or of all you know, times. Well, that all depends on what you consider your grocery store, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It could be well, it could be out offshore, and it could be yeah. at the top of the Rocky Mountain. Well, it's it all, could, it's yeah, all relative. Yeah, it might be in your freezer, but it's probably not at uh, um, <laughs> the, the major grocery chains. But, uh, yes. It didn't start there. Let's yeah. just put it that well, way. Well, actually, you know, you do see some stuff that's starting to come. Well, Buffalo, I guess, is becoming popular. But, sure. you know, wild game can only be sold if it's farm-raised. That's correct. Would you, would you comment on that a little bit? Because you can buy, um, you know, game like uh, venison or elk, but it's farm-raised. Is, is that similar to what you might uh, be able to uh, uh, harvest in the wild? Well, only by name, because as we know, um, you know, you are what you eat. And so if you're a if you're a deer or an elk or a wild boar or a bison and you're basically hanging out in a feedlot, mm-hmm. um, number one, you're eating pretty much the same thing as those cattle are. Yeah. And secondly, you're you're not going to be running up and down 10,000 foot mountains having oh. this incredible muscle development. So yeah. from from a. Uh, a, a case perspective, you know, you're not eating, you're not eating the Forbes and the uh, and the buck brush and the bitter brush and things like that, which give the unique flavor to wild game. But mm-hmm. you also don't get the the muscle development. And when you're hanging out in a feedlot, you know, you're gonna you're gonna start getting fat just like those cows. Yeah. So you lose the nutritional advantage. So oh. there's, you know, by name they are um, a, a similar species, but. Yeah, that's kind of where it ends. Well, on that subject, and Frank, don't let me cut you off, but um, I somebody gave us some bear one time uh, up in Alaska. Uh-huh. And we go, oh, great, this is really good. We're going to do this and that. Man, that stuff, you know, it was like eating fish scales. It was well, terrible. What, what do you, what do you think, it was what do you terrible. Think diet is? <laughs> yeah. Salmon. Yeah. <laughs> it depends I mean, exactly. It depends on exactly. what you so, are, what you eat. That's right. Is is very is very true and significant. And depending upon yeah. you know, yeah. if you get a bear that's just out of a den eating fresh blueberries, yeah. well, then there you it's go. It's going to taste a little bit different yeah. than the one that's eating those sockeye that are running yeah. up the river. Yeah. Right? Or things like the upland game that you know the sagehens and things and sing the stuff that they eat. But it really, I mean, you wouldn't realize how much of a difference it really makes in the taste. Oh yeah, no, I would. <laughs> I would <laughs> now, too. like mm-hmm. with the sagehens. And I think we've talked about this the last time about dry aging and how that oh, yeah. has the effect, how that affects the meat. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 blood that is inside of our muscle systems is mm-hmm. the broken down byproduct of what we eat. Mm-hmm. So if you're a bear and you're eating fish and you don't properly drain out all that excess capillary blood, well, it, it's going to taste like the fish scales you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Well, the same the same the same holds true for those uh, sage hens. You know, they're really super aggressive in flavor because they're eating all that very rich, oily sage. And if you consume that flesh in its saturated state, well, it's going to taste just like just like what they eat. <laughs> and so just like you hang your deer and your elk mm-hmm. and your bison and your moose and you dry mm-hmm. age them to get them to the maximum culinary potential, mm-hmm. you do exactly the same thing with your with your waterfowl. Well, I mean, and your upland birds, and so uh, by simply putting a putting that sage hen in a refrigerator and allowing it to dry out and allowing the excess moisture. Now they don't have a whole lot of capillary blood per se 
uh, as do uh, you know a duck or a goose, mm-hmm. uh, but simply drying it out and getting that internal moisture out of that meat will get rid of a whole bunch of that very aggressive flavor that's associated with those birds. Uh, John, I so much enjoy having you on because I really enjoy food and I just enjoy learning things from you. Uh, you know, one of the things you touched on was aging. Now, dry mm-hmm. aging, uh, there's a local, well, within a short distance butcher shop that dry ages all their meat and they hang it for about mm-hmm. three weeks. But it's one of those things don't do at home. It has to be very controlled uh, temperature and very controlled humidity and it makes a huge difference, but you can't just throw it in the refrigerator and expect the same results. Well, you know, I, I think you can. I, I think as long as you're below 40 degrees and above freezing, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you, even, and even if you're doing it piece by piece, the challenge that one has at home is, is space. Mm-hmm. So you don't know, you know, not everybody has a walk-in yeah. refrigerator that they can deal with. Right. But as long you can, you can dry age, you know, a couple, two, three ducks on a rack uh-huh. in your refrigerator. And, you know, I've, I've taken, I've taken geese, um, you know, up to 14, 15 days and can turn a, a big old Canadian honker into a piece of filet mignon. And you know how wow. tough those birds can be. Yeah. And it's all basically you're getting rid of that capillary blood for the, for the reasons we just discussed. And you're evaporating the internal moisture out of, the, out of that meat. And without those two liquid properties, the fiber structure of those highly intensified muscle systems basically becomes tender. I, I now, they do that. The restaurants do that. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll hang their beef for 28 days, which is yeah. complete overkill. Because uh, those animals have never even broken into a trot, no less yeah. up and down a 10,000-foot yeah. mountain. So but that's how you get the maximum, the maximum potential. Mm-hmm. Um, for your domestic meat, but it's really the only way that you can break down these intense mm-hmm. muscle systems that are fully saturated with uh, with all this capillary blood. Well, wild game. I, I don't want. I want to give Frank a chance to ask a question, but I got one more first. You were okay. talking about ducks and geese. Now, and they have so much oil. Uh, what do you recommend as far as roasting or? Or, um, you know, once you do slow cook them, they come out completely tender. And of course, they're going to be moist because of the amount of fat and oil they have in them. But what do you recommend for uh, fixing uh, ducks and geese that, that well, do have all Well, as we fat? just mentioned, waterfowl, migratory birds, have a process called reoxygenation. And it, it is what allows that, those birds to fly, you know, thousands of miles on a migration at, you know, 10, 12, 15,000 feet in the air. That reoxygenation is because it has twice the amount of capillary blood than does a land animal. Oh. And as and as we mentioned, you know, this excess amount of capillary blood supplies oxygen to its heart and its lungs, which allows it to do what it does. And now that's really good for the ducks and the geese. That's not so good for us uh, because of what we just went through with the with regards to what it is that you eat. And now if you eat that bird and it's fully oversaturated state, that's why the, the meat and the flesh of a, a duck or a goose is so dark. It's because it's so mm-hmm. impregnated with this capillary blood. Oh. And if you, and most people, when they have something that has a little bit of an off flavor, they want to soak it in something, which mm-hmm. is exactly the opposite of what you want to do. The reason oh, really? why it's so aggressive is because of this fully saturated state. And just like you hang your deer and your elk and your beef, 
you you dry age your your waterfowl. Oh, and so you take over, instead over of adding moisture. Uh, instead of adding that, moisture, you want to take it away. Will drain out, mm-hmm. and that meat mm-hmm. will go from an eggplant purple color to the color of a piece of veal. Huh. And then you don't What's need your... the habanero teriyaki honey sake soy glaze to cover <laughs> up all that stuff. Yeah. And you actually have a, a piece of meat that is uh, is at its maximum potential. And your breast for your waterfowl, you treat it just like a ribeye, hot and fast. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, you, you treat it like a, like a shoulder, slow and wet. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What was that last? I'm sorry. The last thing you said, you treat what like uh, 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 low and slow? That was the well. Slow and wet is, are the legs and the the breasts are. Oh hot yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Like I got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, we all we're Let's we're kind of programmed because we think, oh, you just take a chicken and you can throw it in the oven mm-hmm. and you roast it and it comes out and every everything is where it's supposed to be. Well, mm-hmm. those those birds have been. Uh, very much modified since the beginning of time to oh, yeah. be able to accommodate, uh, you know, accommodate mm-hmm. that kind of cooking technique. Well, the, the wild birds, um, you have you have two very distinctive, different muscle structures that mm-hmm. require different cooking applications. It'd be like okay. taking a whole steer and putting it on a spit, cooking it over a fire, yeah. and, and thinking that. Yeah. You know, the necks and the shoulders and the shanks are going to be all nice and juicy and moist, and yeah. those. You know, those nice uh, strip loins are going to be beautiful and medium rare. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that right. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, we've only got a couple of minutes. I'm sure you've got a couple of questions. And we haven't even talked about seasoning that uh, John specializes in. Yeah, this is what I'm going to ask you really quick. When I was a kid, we hung our ducks 24 hours. We'd pull out the guts and hang them by their head. Mm-hmm. Then we would just pull the breast out, put two crab apples in a pan, <laughs> lay the breast on them then we would take orange juice and honey and mix it up and that was our base mm-hmm. and the, the, I have honestly and if you cook them perfect where they're just pink, very light pink in the middle of the breast they're delicious mm-hmm. and well they can be there's a lot of there's a lot of um, the variety depending on what species of waterfowl we're talking about how significant application to that as well but my I I have if you go to wildeats.com I have a a document that that has all of the uh, the recommended dry aging times Mm -hmm. for this for the specific species and you know so if you got your small birds but, Two to four days would be plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, you know, mallards and sprigs, five to seven days, and you can take a big old honker up to 14 days but, and John, literally John, turn we're gonna, that we're piece gonna, of we're, rubber we're, we're, into we're, we're, filet mignon. We're time. What is your website? It is uh, wildeats.com. And go there. And we didn't even talk about the spices. You have hundreds of them, and you put them all well, together. I have, I have six varieties, and yep. if it walks, crawls, swims, or flies, we, <laughs> okay. have, we, have, we have the perfect blend. Okay, go to wildeats.com, John. I appreciate it. we got to bring it back. Good day. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the soft science fin fishing shoes and boots and the fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. Alaskan RV Butler. Guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler. Like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV. View the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one. All while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. <laughs> hey, Frank. Yes, uh, I'm Coast. Uh, let's see if we can, you know, this is fun, but when you call people and they don't answer, it's frustrating. But uh, anyway, we're going to see if we can get uh, Bart Armuth from Ross Reels. If not, we'll try something else. If not, you and I are just going to start talking. Let's talk about yeah. our trips. Yeah, definitely. We can talk a little bit about our trip. I'm ready. I got to go in and fill up two spools. Oh, I got the line. Berkeley sent me. What are you going to put on? Oh, wait, wait a minute. Your the fishing line. I don't have. The, I mean, fly line. I don't have that. No, it's braided, and I, I'm going to Angler Center and fill up 700 yards on my 15 weight because I want to land yards. a 250 pound halibut. 700. Well, you're not going to find that, but who knows? You know, stranger things have happened. Um, I've done them up to a hundred. Yeah, 
Well, I wouldn't even want to bother with a 250-pound halibut. Um, oh, I tell you a quick story. We're up there fishing one time, and there's, uh, I think, three of us and a girl on the boat. And she hooked into something that almost pulled her over. Actually, the deckhand had to grab hold of her and hold her on. She was cranking on it and cranking on it. And, uh, you know, the deckhand goes, okay, who wants to take it? You know, the rod, everybody goes, nope, not me, nope, not me. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is sit there for two hours cr- cranking on a, you know, a 200-pound concrete weight and dragging it up off the bottom of the ocean floor. But uh, anyways, it turned out it was, I think it was a huge skate or something anyway. But, uh, you know, those are... Um, you know they're great, but you know big fish. It's a lot of work. Yeah, that's why they call it hard fishing. Oh, is when that you're right? Going after halibut. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyway, um, we have Eddie coming up uh, in the next segment. But uh, um, we have a trip. Two things that we want to talk about, and we need to get some. We've been concentrating on this fish to or trip to Alaska, which is sold out. But uh, we want to start concentrating on getting some people signed up for our East Cape trip. Yeah, I, and, I'm going to the Long Beach Casting Club tonight. Oh, perfect! I printed up a bunch of folders for them, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pass them out and tell them to, uh, if they want to go. The, email you and he, you will tell him where to send the money there you honey. go we'll take the money honey yeah <laughs> but uh, you got it <laughs> but uh, uh anyway that is that uh, trip is 850 dollars the end of september and it's been a, a, an incredible trip one of those the 28th yeah 28th to whatever it is so we have uh we have bart on the line yep hey bart where have you been Hey, John, I thought got our, got our time screwed up, I guess. Okay. Time zones are fun, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. It was probably my fault. It always is. <laughs> but anyway, we got you now. Uh, Bart Lamoth is uh, with Roth Reels and, I guess, uh, sister company, Abel, or I don't know exactly yep. you know which, which one comes first, but uh, I know you were with Ross first, and then uh, when Steve Abel you know, kind of went off in different directions, you guys took over Abel Reels, which is... Um, They're well, still the best two reels out there. Well, I was, I was just going to say, this is not my field. Let's let Frank talk about it. Let me yeah. guess, that Frank over there, that sounds just like him. <laughs> it is. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, is my reel going to make it back in time? I don't know. That's a Jeff question. Sorry about that one, Frank. I, I didn't check the repairs recently. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you guys were running way behind, but, nope, you know, back, back I hadn't right had to touch that reel in 17 years, I think. And it finally, the little spring gave out on the, the drag. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, and that's an easy fix. I'm Ben. If that's not already on its way back to you, I'd be surprised. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, and I've got Rosses that are just as old. I've even got the half gold and half black Rosses. Oh, really? Very cool. Yeah, so, you know, I've got all the old stuff, but it still works like brand new. And that's mm-hmm. when you pay good money in the beginning. You can almost do a lifetime with it and pass it on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now that's our, that's yeah. our joke with a lot of these Ross reels. and It's coming true. A lot of these Gunnisons have been, it's a 20-year-old reel, and now it's being passed down. you got great, people's grandkids are using that as their first first quality fly reel, mm-hmm. which is just fantastic. 
I have people come in every once in a while see if I can find an old spool. I had a lot of old spools with Rosses, and I'm pretty well gone out of all of them, except for the ones that I keep for my own reels. They're still super popular. We actually do carry uh, a good chunk of our discontinued spools still on the shelf because there's enough demand for them. And when we have time in the factory, we can uh, you know we switch over and uh, remake some of the oldies, you know, revisit some of the classics. You want to look at it that way, uh, Bart? Would yeah. You one more question: uh, Would you kind of tell them where to send their Rosses real quick? I, sure. you know, I had a, I found you on the web easy, like you yep. said. But that, would you give it one more time for both of them? Sure. That, yep, but that's the easiest way, www.rossreels.com or Able Reels, and you'll see a little link for support and then uh, warranty repair. Mm-hmm. And it actually has nice little forms you can fill out, gives you all the information you need, which is great. But we're right here in Montrose. You know, you want to write the address down if you're you know, listening at the, at the podcast level and can reverse. It's just uh, 11 Ponderosa Court in Montrose, Colorado, 81401. Thank you so much. Nice. I appreciate that, <laughs> nice. and I appreciate your reels more than you'll ever know, both of them. Thank you. Able and Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bart, the conventional reels can be very, very complicated, and a lot of them you don't want to take the side plates off because you'll never get it back together again. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, basically a fly reel is one of the most simple tools, but... Um, you know, normally it's you know it's just there. You know, there's no gearing. You just kind of crank it and roll it up, and it's it's pretty simple. But would no. you mind? <laughs> would you, I was going to say, would you no. mind explaining a little bit about the mechanics of a fly reel or a Frank? Sure. I mean, the mechanics are pretty straightforward. The the main difference between a conventional reel and a fly fishing reel is most of your conventional reels have. Um, I have a multiplier system, basically. So for each each crank you make of the of the reel, you're actually retrieving, you know, it's a retrieve ratio, as you guys are probably very familiar with. Mm-hmm. You might, re, you know, might turn that, spin that bale or spin four that, times, yeah. or four times, eight times, what have you. Mm-hmm. Whereas a, a fly fishing reel is a direct drive. So there, it's it's one to one. As you're reeling in, you're just getting one crank per revolution, and also you don't have anti reverse, except for some very specific reels like Abel used to make some. Um, I still have some of them. <laughs> they 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 are very very niche and very popular with those guys that like them. Um, but traditionally, if you're not, if you're cranking on a on a fly reel, no lines going out. Um, you know, you've got to let go of the line to let that line out uh, in order to, to play the fish on the drag. And most fly reels today you operate with a disc drag system, which is just a uh, a disc of a material like a Delrin or a Rulon, which are both uh, Teflon derivatives that uh, get compressed between either aluminum or stainless steel plates, and that creates friction. And that is, that's how your drag works. They're pretty reliable, super smooth, and there's a million different variations you have on that. You've got, mm-hmm. um, you know, Just like brakes on a car. They like brakes on a car. That's mm-hmm. exactly right, Frank. And that's Put it in Langman's language so they know. <laughs> that's perfect. No, and that's to that end. You know, we were t- I was talking about those old Gunnisons that are 20, 30 years old. Uh, when they come back for repair, usually it is, hey, the drag's real weak. Well, the pads on the brakes wore out. Mm-hmm. You know, we put a new disc in there and send it back, and the there thing's like brand new. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, just like, you know, any uh, any automobile getting getting a new uh, engine, more or less, <laughs> is how I how I equated a lot of the time. Well, this is an off the wall question, but this is directed to both of you. Uh, generally speaking, when you're fly fishing, you know, you 
you know, you, you you let the line out and you know just kind of in a loop, and then you just you know fling it, strip it, fling, strip it out, and it takes you know all the line that's that's loose will go out. And when you got a fish on, um, normally you, where you you start with a fish, where you're holding the line. Um, and then, you know, you just hold it with your finger and lift the rod up. But the problem is if you've got line out and you've got a big fish, um, how do you put it on the reel? I mean, what's a simple way that, you know, you can do it without losing the fish? Well, in a, there's in a, in two a different ways. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, that was right. In the perfect world, that fish starts running, and you just let that line slowly slip out of your fingers until it gets on the reel. But mm-hmm. I'll default to Frank on the other ones. <laughs> yeah, we use uh, stripping fingers so you don't burn your finger like you. Mm-hmm. a lot of guys on conventional push on the thumb down oh, on don't a do big that. fish. Don't do that. And they'll burn, burn the skin right off of the thumb. We take our little finger 90% of the time while we're letting it go, and we're reeling in the excess with a little bit of tension so when it gets to the reel, we can let go of it and fight it. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way, and I've been doing it that way since I was a kid. Okay, so you can you explain that one more time? I wasn't... Okay, when you cast, mm-hmm. you you have it under your finger. Mm-hmm. All the excess you grab right by the spool, the reel, mm-hmm. put it on your little finger, put a little pressure on, start winding, oh, let it slide to your finger it, oh, at the okay. same time. Right, I got you. I got and you. It, that way, when you get to the drag, you've got okay. it kind of tight on your finger, so when it takes off, it just doesn't snap the line. Okay. And well, you see guys Frank, doing that on conventional. Frank and uh, Yo. Bart, looks like we're out of time in this segment. But uh, you know what, Bart, if you, if you don't mind hanging on after the break, we'll put you on for a couple more minutes. But you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to Fish Hunt Talk Radio or fishtalkradio.com. Listen to the show as many times as you want and go back and go through the archives. You're going to find some stuff you like. So we'll be right back with you. Years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. 
enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. This is John Hennigan, and as promised, uh, Bart has kindly agreed to come back with us for a couple of minutes because we were in the middle of some stuff, and uh, Frank really didn't have a whole lot of conversation with Bart, but uh, gosh, you know, there's just so many questions. Frank, where should we go with Bart and fly fishing? Um, you know, it's, it's become, seems to me, fly fishing is just doubling every year. And then, of yeah. course, the, the, uh, the saltwater fly fishing is just, just huge now. Yeah, and it's well, not, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not just like crowded anymore. anything else. The more the challenge, mm-hmm. the more you want to fly fish. Mm-hmm. And I always recommend an Abel or a Ross. There's one other I will not mention on the air. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, though there's some good ones that have been around for centuries. But yeah. uh, let me ask Bart a question. Um, as far as the Abel and Ross reels, with the kind of changing in the type of fishing, fly fishing, especially, you know, people People aren't just after, you know, one or two pound trout anymore. Um, how is the industry changing for the reels? Man, it's it's all about the machining at this point. You know, you're seeing a lot of reels that are made overseas that are actually pretty decent quality now. You know, in that kind of lower echelon, one hundred to two hundred dollar price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and now where you're seeing the value is in the American made product, where there a lot more thought is put into the machining, and you know how not only aesthetically but performance wise as well, and how well that act, that reel um, handles adversity and handles fish um, in, inside the drag systems. Because it, in all honesty, in fly fishing, it, it's a reel is basically a line holder. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, you know we're we've got to sell it based on. You know, what benefits do you have? What does this line holder have over this one, be it a drag system, be it an aesthetic look that you think is really good? Because let's be honest, it's all about how we look when we're out fly fishing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can well, I mention one thing real quick? Certainly. Uh, people don't realize the aluminum. It depends on what kind of aluminum you use. Mm-hmm. Because some aluminum, you have to hard anodize. Some aluminum, you just have to... Uh, 
clear coat them, anodize, and then put dye on them. Yep. And, and you know you're right there, Frank. And there's you know what we use is sixty sixty one quote unquote aircraft grade aluminum. Yep, um, that's I don't, perfect. I don't think they've used it in uh, thirty is, years. <laughs> is, is that an NCR machine out of a billet or how, how is that? Yep, we we actually get them in a long bar stock and mm-hmm. then chop them down to what we call pucks, look like a hockey puck. So and then, it's just all them. it's just all one piece that you just uh, cut it out, and so there, there's no welds, there's no uh, nuts exactly. and bolts. Yeah. It's a hundred percent reductive process, meaning that you're removing you're removing the material to get one solid piece. Mm-hmm. Whereas an additive process, like you were saying with welds or mm-hmm. what have you, creates weak spots. Mm-hmm. Um, by having it be one solid piece of aluminum, that's what makes the the big difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know you've got you got cold finished aluminum where it's just a big bar that they mill down. You've got hot finished aluminum that comes out of an extrusion, and you know there are three main components of what make that quality aluminum for a reel. Um, how it, how uh, how its dur- how durability is the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, how well it machines. You know, the harder of the aluminum you get, the more, the tougher it's going to be on tools. Going to take longer to make. Times literally money in manufacturing. Okay. Um, and then third is how as it's kind of what Frank alluded to. How does it take anode? Okay. You know, how does it take anodize? Uh, and quick question. That, quick question, sir? Frank. I'm going to catch up, but we got less than a minute. We're going to Alaska, and Frank thinks he's going to hook into a 200 pound halibut on <laughs> on a fly reel. So what? What's he going to use? How's that going to happen? He's going to get get a uh, a, a Ross Evolution R Salt eleven twelve to take with him because, quite frankly, we don't know how strong the drag is on it. All the line we kept using kept breaking before the drag came. So. <laughs> well, I've got two of the old Able fourteens. That'll do Wait. the job. That'll uh, do the job. Actually, one has never been used. It's still in the box, and I'm going to put hundred hundred pound backing on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use 60-pound test with okay. a fly that's about 14 inches long. Wow. But okay. I would love to try one of the new Rosses if you want to send me one. I'd be <laughs> more than happy to okay. test it. <laughs> there you go. All right, you guys. My mom had been raised All right, you guys. We're going to have to get out of here. Um, again, thank you very much. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. Listen to the show. Get in touch with us. to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and yeah, we've got some good stories for you. It should be a very interesting show. Uh, a friend of uh, Frank's, oh, by the way, Frank Selby, welcome to uh, back to Fish Talk Radio. We appreciate you always being there for me, buddy. And no problem. That's what friends are for. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we got some fishing trips planned. We haven't been anywhere since last year when we went down to Mexico. I guess it was last yeah. year, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was just before the end of last year. Yeah, and then uh, um, we're leaving we're, in two weeks. Yeah. Well, we got to get your wife on some of these trips. <laughs> you got to. She next- likes it where it's not too hot and not too cold, and there's very few. Places like that. Well, no, Alaska in July is is perfect. Yeah. Matter of fact, there, you know, the fishing is a little uh, slow right now because the water's warmed up. Yeah. But uh, 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 anyway, she's delightful, and she, she, you and her. How long have you guys been hanging out together? Since '72. You were married in '72. I want to go. Wow. Well, she's a keeper. That's for sure. 
Yeah, she keeps me in my place. Where? You know, the only time I get to wear the pants in my family is when my wife's in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, like that one. Yeah, well, you've got a good team at uh, uh, He/She uh, Fly Fishing Shop. Yeah. And uh, you know, you do. You know, you've, you've done well there. That's for sure. Yeah. Because apparently, people from from all over contact you and I, I know that you've had people all over the world that contact you to make uh, special flies for them yes that's true mm-hmm. and i got friends all over i don't think i used to when i was doing all the shows i don't think i ever walked in an airport somebody didn't know me yeah <laughs> yeah well i have a different story about i'll tell you that some other time yeah. but uh we're gonna have to come back on in about 30 seconds okay. again i want to remind people uh, please get in touch with us at uh, fish hunt talk radio and uh, we'd like to hear from you and see if there's actually you know according to the numbers we got you know half a million people tuning in but uh we don't get much feedback from them so we really appreciate somebody who'd make the effort and you know send us an email it's, yeah. uh, just send it to john at fishtalkradio.com. And if you've got some questions or if you want us to cover something, let me know. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and come right back with uh, another friend of yours, Ron Bowers. The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real fun adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real fun trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. The road stretches for miles in front of you, and with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. Alaskan RV Butler, guiding, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, adventure. The Alaskan RV Butler, like a cruise on wheels in the comfort of an RV, view the wonders of Alaskan interior, streams, ocean, and wildlife. Or fish for the big one, all while pampered by Mike, the Alaskan RV Butler. Mike's inclusive tours serve butter-drenched shellfish and mouth-watering steaks. Mike is your personal chef, chauffeur, guide, and planner. And for the real Alaska, contact MikeRVButler at gmail.com. That's MikeRVButler at gmail.com. 
He's a great American fisherman He'll fish anywhere Anywhere there's water Love knows he'll be there He's just like a gypsy Mighty hard to hold Great American fisherman Got fishing in his soul Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. And this is John Hennigan. And also we have our good friend, a world-renowned fly uh, fisherman and uh, owner of a Fly's Ties and has a very successful tackle shop. And, uh, and where is that again, Frank? Newport Beach, California. <laughs> and we've got a great friend on the line right now. And who's that, Frank? Uh, this is Ron Bauer. Me and Ron has fished together since we were kids. Well, over 21, let's say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I still think I'm a kid. Yeah, well, I am in a lot of ways. So is Ron. Yeah. How's uh, you are on the water right now, or are you just off the water? No, we're, we're, we're off the water right now. It's uh, midday here to, you know, uh, pretty, you know, uh, we just don't go out fishing during the, during the middle of the day, but uh, Ron, it also just started raining. So. Oh my gosh. Where, where are you, Ron? Uh, we're in Fort Collins, Colorado right uh, now. Huh. Yeah. I was supposed to be on that trip. Yeah. But he had to do the radio show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Ron, uh, the weather is it nice or semi nice? A little sprinkle never hurt us. So yes, right. No, no. It's been pretty warm here. It's been pretty warm. You know, it's uh, uh, it's kind of made the fishing conditions a little bit tough, a little tough for both the fly fishing and, and uh, rod and reel. So it's been a little tough. Well, yeah. apparently uh, this this uh, rain never hurt anybody. Well, this <laughs> they said forty five percent chance. So I figured, well. You know, fifty-five percent is not going to. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which place are you fishing uh, this afternoon when it cools off? Uh, yeah. Well, this evening we're going to go over to uh, one of the locals gave us a. Uh, uh, there's a couple of uh, uh, ponds down by the um, uh, police station. And um, one side, there's two ponds. One side's got crappie, and the other side's loaded with uh, uh, trout and, oh. and, and bass and, and other species. Oh, by the way, Ron, and, uh, I, I've got a tip for you. Um, I like to fish in the rain is because the fish uh, always swim underneath the boat to get out of the rain. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> well, I can tell you, <laughs> uh, this has um, been an experience for us. You know? So how many went this year? Pardon? How many are you guys together this year? Oh, well, there was four of us here. We have a, a nephew from Iowa was here. Uh, my brother from New Mexico was here. Uh, my brother-in-law from Texas is here. And myself from Southern California, and yeah. uh, we're all. And here. I'm missing. And Frank is missing. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we just I missed very few of our trips. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Very true. Uh, you know, John, I'm not pulling your leg. We used to have to stop fishing at half days down in uh, Guerrero. <laughs> Yeah, we we uh, we were down there for bass fishing, 
And uh, was that Frank nor- and I nor- was in northern, boat, is that northern same thing? Yeah, yeah northern Mexico. We just have to quit fishing. Just let somebody else win the pots. Yeah. <laughs> so he and I went hunting one 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 afternoon instead. Oh, they got quail hunting it too. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a lot of fun down there. Uh, yeah. we're, we're talking about doing another trip. Didn't you check up on that a little bit? Uh, just just briefly, uh, the. Uh, uh, they've moved the uh, the uh, lodge, lodge from right on the lake down to in the town, you know, and by the river. The, that was the last year we went the when they moved there. Yeah. Right, that's that's very true. Well, Guerrero, is that very northern true. northern Mexico? Uh, it's down. Let's see. We would we would fly into, uh, I think Hermosillo. Oh, okay. That yeah. is pretty and, far down. And, then. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then uh, they would pick us up. Uh, Los Mochos. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, they would pick us up there, and then uh, it was an hour uh, east from Los Mochos. Yeah, that's almost that's almost central. Lake Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They used to send us bus. Man, I was wondering half right. the time if we were going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to be careful there because you know that was the cab drivers complained, <laughs> you oh. know, because they were putting you know. Sending buses to pick up their, yeah. their crew. We had well, we had nineteen of us one time that went. We took Frank and I took nineteen people down there for, mm-hmm. and we all uh, caught the lesson. Yeah. Well, right. just a, a quick comment. People never think about. Uh, fishing or freshwater fishing in Mexico, you know, but they've got, you know, some of the world-class uh, bass lakes, and um, there there is a lot of fishing down there. The tradition down there is, uh, you know, traditionally, um, the way things started, you fish to catch your dinner. And the concept of people coming down and catching fish and, and, and turning them loose, they kind of go, What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> but uh, so it does not get a lot of pressure, and there's some tremendous fishing down there. Oh yes, it is. It, it, they got they got big ones down there. Yeah, they got big ones. Yeah. Well, when we were going, I think our biggest one was about sixteen pound bass. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. They were. We we pulled out some big ones. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that one day, the, our competition had three sinkers in it, and we still won. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, Am I lying? Well, you're not. You're not you're the, right. actually. You're, you're not you're that. Right. You're not that far from El Salto, are you? Uh, the lake, El Salto, uh, in in Mexico. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. that's, no, that, that's, that's what, on Highway Two. Yeah, well, that's one of the yeah. pre, premier bass lakes. It's huge. Yeah, it's a. Tele- oh, it's, it's not a, as good as the one we go to, Big Little, and Baby Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got big bass down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so well, um, go, go ahead, ahead John. No, you. Oh, uh, so uh, the, the trout fishing's been kind of slow today, huh? Yes. Uh, well, that's what we're going to go for this evening. We we was over there. We stopped by just to scout the place this afternoon. You know, in midday, so we drove over to make sure we knew where we were going and whatnot. And uh, we saw quite a few jumpers. And I saw one uh, one jumper come completely out of the water, wow. you know. Uh, it was a nice, large size rainbow. And we had a number of uh, uh, jumpers. Couldn't tell what they were, but you see the splashes, you know. 
there too. And then nobody else over there throwing rocks to make to make you uh, think they were. Oh. <laughs> but uh, and it's right right next to the the uh, Podre River, you know. And uh, so that's where you, you you can fly fish right, you know, in the river. And then there's this big pond there, right next to it. It's, it's got uh, uh, it's got bass and it's got uh, trout. Mostly, and then they have another one across, uh, a, a smaller one across the the road, and that's a, pretty much a crappies mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, yes, there's there looks like there's some big trout, so that's where we're going to head off for this evening's fish. So you want to well, get uh, fry me to... up three crappie tonight with cornmeal, flour, and oh, salt yeah. and pepper. Well, that's what that's what we're talking about. They said, well, my little brother asked, well, how do you do? How do you, how do you cook the crappies? I said, and my brother-in-law says, uh, well, you you know, you, you, it's kind of like a deep fry them. And I said, yeah, nice and crispy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, That's no, they they, they they are but, really good. All of the panfish. Yeah, yeah, uh, I've never been in a real, real fishing in Lake Isabella for crappie. Oh. My, my dad would cut. We would catch bunches of them. You know. Hmm. And, and uh, I used to get up when I was boy. I used to get be able to steer the boat back to the dock while he did all of the cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, make sure when uh, we get off, you tell your brother I said hi and tell him maybe okay. next year we'll get the. Do a, a trip. Right. Okay. Well, we got, we got, we, we only got about. about tw- we only got. Too. We're going down to the San Juan River. Okay, we're we're out of we're out of time. We're out of we're out of time. I'll meet you there. Okay. Yeah, got, next year I am coming. God, <laughs> if the only way I'm going to stop us, my dad says, you're not going. You're coming up hey, here. Frank, now. we're out of time. <laughs> okay. Okay. We okay. got we got about five seconds. Do you want any well, contact thanks. information for Ron? Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Ron. We appreciate that. It's very interesting. I uh, appreciate it. We'll try and get you back on again. Maybe you can tell us some old stories about Frank. All right. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishhunttalkradio.com. And listen to, uh, to the show as many times as you want. Go to some back ones. We've had some good stuff. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Vagabundos del Mar. Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. 
Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. You can't catch fish. 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 I got a little story about a city boy that came to Wisconsin up from Illinois so he can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him, guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand a chance catching fish on the slate, cause hey, you could pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy, you can't fish. I told you there, guy. Can't catch fish. What do you think you're doing? Can't catch fish. For tripe's sake. You can't catch fish. Go back to Illinois. Hey, can't catch fish. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and of course we have Frank Selby. Thank you, Frank. You're and we, welcome. We, we normally do uh, a 10 and two 12-minute segments, you know, plus an in and an out. We spend a few minutes. But uh, the, the person that we're bringing in, has got so much to talk about that there's no way you could do it in, in an hour, let alone 12 minutes. So we have Rick Emmett, and with, I'd like to, I'm not really sure exactly what you do do, Rick. Um, <laughs> what, what, is, what does your business card say? Well, it's changed a few times over the years, but uh, basically I, I tell people I'm field promotions manager for White River Marine Group which is our boat side and also on Bass Pro Shop side. So mm-hmm. I manage our uh, field promotions, which includes our pro staff, uh, angler programs, and tournament sponsorships out in the field. So mm-hmm. it, uh, I'm, I'm in the office, uh, oh, about six months of the year, and then I'm out traveling to tournaments and events and such, uh, the other part. So it, it's a... Uh, dream job for me yeah. uh, been with the company 33 years now and uh pretty much the only job i've ever had <laughs> job I, I want well i'll tell you if you enjoy going to work every day it's hard to call it a job huh yeah it is it sure is and if you're if you're an angler or, or like to be around boats and uh it's a perfect job for me yeah well i've got uh, i used to have a uh it's called a bass buggy 
Um, yeah, our fishing pontoon boat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's why would it, well, okay. First of all, when you talk about bass fishing, um, I think that it's more about the boats than it is about the bass. <laughs> These guys, <laughs> the bass, you know, the, the anglers will, will get on the boat from the starting dock and they'll go 70 miles an hour across the lake. And they fish for five minutes. They go, up, oh, not here. So they turn around and go back 70 miles an hour where they started. And they, they do out through most of the day. I think they just get the thrill of, of uh, you know, putting the throttle down. Well, that, that's some of it. Uh, it does have help having a fast boat uh, when you're tournament fishing mm-hmm. to get to your spot and hopefully beat some of your competitors there. And, yeah. And it gives you a little bit longer time to fish. And uh Hopefully you're catching them there where you don't have to move around and run, run around too much, but uh, getting back to the weigh-in quickly helps as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, about, some of the guys that don't catch fish, they just like to run around a lot, I think. <laughs> well, I don't blame them. It's fun. But, uh, so, I mean, what else could a man want, you know, besides a fast boat and go fishing? <laughs> right. Pretty girl. I, Pretty girl. My boat, yeah. my boat will run low seventies, but I oh my never caught a never caught a fish at seventy before. <laughs> Not at seventy. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, well, I, I get so many questions now. It, there's been a lot of uh, um, changes in in the in the world that you're in. I mean, I think I remember hearing something like in the early 1900s or 1915 or something like that, there was 50 different automobile manufacturers in the United States. Uh, now, what is there, like five? Right. And, and uh, when you're talking about boats, there's a trend going in that same direction. Uh, apparently, there's an economy and scale. And uh, um, But the brands that we'd like for you to tell us about uh, stand alone, and you've got like 80% of the market now. Well, there's a reason for that. It's because you got a great product at a good price. Absolutely. So tell us about, you know, now Bass Pro, if you've never been to a Bass Pro shop, some are bigger than others, but, I mean, if if you Missouri. are, if, yeah, well, if you're a, an outdoorsman, a hunter, a fisherman, it's like going to Disneyland. I mean, it's, you don't just go in there to buy something. You go in there for the experience of it. You've got, uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely correct. It is about the experience, and we, you know, we have competitive pricing and a great selection, and not only fishing tackle, but we've got uh, women's clothing, uh, of course, hunting. Uh, we've got gear for the whole family, the entire family, and it, it's an experience. Uh, we've got waterfalls, uh, stuffed animals, uh, the, the Springfield store, the Granddaddy store. Uh, it's over 200,000 square feet in Oh, my gosh. Uh, and we also recently uh, reopened the Wonders of Wildlife Museum, and it is the world's largest aquarium, as well as uh, some of the Whoa. animal. Uh, I mean, it's just you can spend two, you can spend the weekend in there and not see everything. And I would encourage everyone to come down and, and visit the Wonders of Wildlife. Oh, and yeah. If you're going to be in Springfield, Missouri, to come to the Bass Pro Shops, allow at least a day to go see the Wonders of Wildlife. Mm-hmm. Well, I wish- uh, I've, I've been with the company 33 years now, so I uh, I saw Bass Pro start. Uh, well, Bass Pro started with Johnny Morris uh, selling bass tackle that you couldn't get uh he would go across the country uh with a trailer and, and buy 
uh, regional, go to regional shops and buy tackle, and he brought it all back and would sell it. At, uh, he had a couple of shelves at his father's Brown Derby liquor store. <laughs> that's how he started. Yeah. <laughs> and just an unbelievable success story. And, and now there's, uh, oh, there's over 70 Bass Pro stores. And uh, last year, I don't know the exact date, seems like it was September, uh, we purchased, Bass Pro purchased Cabela's, which wow. was probably considered one of the main competitors. Well, and, as, as far as outdoor clothing, um, Cabela's has long been known. And, and again, just going to one of those uh, Cabela's store, um, you can walk around because they've got so much great stuff. And it, it's a mark of quality. I mean, if you got a, um, a Cabela emblem on your jacket or shirt, um, people know that you, you, know, that you um, appreciate the, the best. Absolutely. And... Uh, Cabela's was known a little bit more on uh, their expertise was geared toward the hunting side mm-hmm. and and also sold fishing equipment. Same with Bass Pro. Bass Pro was really known, uh, appealed more towards the angler, mm-hmm. towards the fisherman, uh, with, with hunting apparel as well. So now we have the best of both worlds. We're, mm-hmm. we're covering hunting, fishing, all the outdoors. With the Cabela's stores, I think it brings... Bass Pro and Cabela's, the total number of stores, around 170. Mm. And I'm not even sure how many states are represented, but I bet it's uh, 45 plus. So mm. it's uh, there's usually a Bass Pro or Cabela's store, uh, at least one store in the state. Yeah. Well, I went to the one in Las Vegas. And it is, uh, I mean, it's, Las Vegas is not really known for people going there to go fishing. But no. people will, per- if they're in the area, they'll purposely go uh, to the Bass Pro Shop because, again, it's not like the one that you're talking about, but it, it's still very impressive. It's not quite as big, but you could spend a whole day in there just experiencing it. I mean, maybe you'll buy some stuff while you're there. That's the idea. But it's right. just, a, just a fun place to go. Yeah, and, and I've been there a couple times, and and stayed at the Silverton Hotel, which is attached to the store, and and fitting Las Vegas lifestyle, there's actually a casino attached as well. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's my favorite one. (laughs) I'm lying. Missouri one, I've been in it about three times. Oh, really? You guys really have some great people there, and you should always remember it was... The guy that started it, the people he chose, was best of what they did. And that goes to show you, because you're there 30 years, you had to be one of the best. (laughs) Now, uh, just... Kind of a background story. My my father was with the company over 35 years. He passed away three years ago, but he was the first fishing department manager for Bass Pro Shops. So... Uh, Bass Pro's kind of been in my blood. Yeah. Well, a, a couple of quick questions. Um, I know you like to fish, and do you primarily bass fish, or do you take you know any opportunity you can? I primarily bass fish. Uh, when I tournament fish, it's it's bass fishing, and ninety percent of my fishing is bass fishing. But I like to catch crappie or walleye if if I want some fish mm-hmm. to eat. Uh, I've been fortunate to uh, to be able to travel uh, with the company 
to the Amazon and, wow. and peacock bass fish. Wow. And you talk about uh, experience of a lifetime. That, yeah, uh, I caught a twenty-two uh, over twenty-two pound peacock bass. That was just uh, the, oh, the bite yeah. was incredible. It just about not kidding. It, it hit about halfway to the boat on the top water and just about took the rod out of my hand. I held <laughs> on with one real handle with my right hand yeah. and pulled it back in. <laughs> yeah. All right. I didn't uh, even have to set the hook. It hit so hard. Yeah. What about, uh, do you ever do any salt water? You've got the boats for it. I, I do some. Um, sometimes when I'll go on vacation, I'll do some uh, red fishing uh, or bone fishing. I've, I've done a little bit of tarpon fishing and, and some some offshore fishing where, you know, some of the fish we caught, I didn't even know what they were. Yeah, because I'm not not as versed in saltwater, but yeah. yeah, I enjoy I enjoy all types of fishing, and like you say, we have our our Mako uh, offshore boat or saltwater boats in our lineup. So, mm-hmm. well, it's said to have been, but Sea of Cortez is is like my territory, but you, know, you can put your line in the water, and who knows what you're going to catch. But uh, you know, you might run into a four or five hundred pound. Uh, uh, bluefin or, you know, a 30, 40 pound Dorado or uh, Wahoo or there can be pretty exciting. So we'll try and get you, get you down there. Maybe. Uh, oh, I, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be, uh, be there in a second. I'd love to do that. Okay. Well, when you come out to California, if you do the one there in uh, Cucamonga, give me a call. I'll take you out saltwater fly okay. fishing or you can use conventional either way. Yeah. Well, guys, that, we're going to... That is something I'm not very skilled at because well, you, I haven't done it enough, and I think it's because I have a boat, Yeah, is I've, I've fly-fished okay, we're gonna, uh, we're probably gonna, five times. And, okay, and Frank, I'm, Frank, we're going to have to... Good enough to get the fly in front of them. All right, we got, the clock is against us. We're going to have to take a break. We'll be right back, though, and uh, we are going to bring uh, um, Rick back, and we got a lot more to talk about. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Please go to the website and listen to the previous shows or this show as many times as you want. Honey, that sounds like rain. Hey, woman, get the young let's go. A few years ago, a sailor set out to design a boat shoe that was comfortable and stable, non-skid, and wouldn't mark the decks. Today, these incredibly comfortable shoes are worn by anglers, boaters, professional guides, and charter captains. Go to softscience.com to see more. Soft Science shoes and boots are lightweight and shock-absorbent with just the right level of support. Several styles come in all sizes. Enjoy the Soft Science shoe in the water and out. Check them out at softscience.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code FISHTALK for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told 
that it feels like Christmas once a month. And you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it. If you think that'll help, you're in for a surprise, cause money. Can't buy school, you know the guys and me. We can catch a man will against Shad Rat. You ain't no match. Fish are just something that you can't catch. For crying out loud, guy. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. Built a tug on the line and I didn't pay attention to spinning I was staring at a ten-pound shiny bass. When I tried to pull the fish inside, I pulled a muscle in my upper thigh. I was so scared. I threw my rod up in the air. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have, uh, of course, Frank Selby, and we've got a special guest on today. Rick, I think we had you on a long time ago, but, uh, um, you know, things have changed so fast that I'd like to start over again about Bass Pro Shops. You know, we're talking about, you know, the shops that you have are, you know, it's not a tackle shop. It's... uh, Uh, like I said, it's more of an event than you know, in a store. I mean, you can go to the mall and walk around, but you go to a Bass Pro shop, and it's just you, you just so much fun you know, to look around. It's a vacation. And all stuff. It's a vacation, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and and you can take the whole family. It's just not for the, the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the whole family, there's something in there for the entire family to, to shop and enjoy. So, yeah, it's an experience. It's a... It's almost like an outdoor experience inside. Yeah. Well, speaking of family, the Bass Pro family has exploded. Uh, you mentioned that uh, um, Tracker, Ranger, Mako, are those actually owned by uh, Bass Pro now? We sure are. Uh, we call it uh, the White River Marine Group with our on our boat side now. Mm-hmm. It used to be Tracker Marine Group, and then... With, with our expansion and purchasing some other brands, uh, we changed it to White River Marine Group in, uh, I think it was in 2015. But we, uh, I'll start out with our brands that we had uh, originally with the Tracker uh, tracker brands with the aluminum Mod V and Deep Vs, mm-hmm. uh, the Nitro fiberglass fishing boats, Sun Tracker pontoons, Tahoe pleasure boats, Regency pontoons, Grizzly utility boats, and then the Mako mm-hmm. uh, saltwater boats. So those were our original brands. And then in uh, the end of 2014, we purchased Ranger boats, uh, which is the number one uh, market share fiberglass fishing boat in the in the world, uh, along mm-hmm. with Triton boats. So those now fall under our umbrella. And then we've also developed uh, a, a line of Ranger pontoon boats called Riata. Oh, really? So. We have, if you uh, looking at the the fishing boat, bass boat market, 
We own 80% of the market share with those brands. <laughs> well, I, real quickly, I used to have, I have uh, had it parked up at Lake Kachuma for years. It was a 18-foot bass buggy, pontoon boat. And I had so much fun with that. You know, if you're, you know, if you're serious about uh, bass fishing and you want to get to one place to another real quick, and uh, you might take you and a partner or a girl or whatever it is, but a pontoon boat, you can take the whole family. And the kids don't have to just sit there and be quiet. They get up and walk around. You can, you know, fix lunch on the boat. And it's, you know, I just love pontoon boats. But unfortunately, we had an unusual storm and mine ended up on the rocks. So hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, <laughs> you we still have make them. Around. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no. yeah, a pontoon boat, you can't go wrong with the family and having an eight plus foot wide deck to get up and move around on. And we were really, uh, the, as far as I can recall, the first company that came out with a fishing-type pontoon mm-hmm. boat that, with the interior layout, uh, mm-hmm. had fishing seats and room to mount a trolling motor and right. and just uh, maneuverability that, that made it easy to fish from instead mm-hmm. of just having you know, three or four couches to lounge out on well, for the you know, like, like you so. said, a pontoon boat isn't that fast. Oh, they, they do make them now with, you know, the tritunes and the big engines. But, right. uh, you know, you, you don't catch fish going 70 miles an hour across the water. No, so, I, I've yet to do that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, personally, I you know, I just love pontoon boats, and I guess they're getting more and more popular. Yes, they are. In fact, they're probably the fastest-growing uh, market share in the uh, in the boating industry right now. They're mm-hmm. they're replacing a lot of uh, uh, fiberglass pleasure boats. That mm-hmm. uh, it's just they're so versatile. And like you yeah. say, with the tri tunes, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can go fast enough to pull skiers, wakeboarders, uh, tubers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're uh, the pontoon boats, the most popular uh, model in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, and especially if you know if you got a you know a lake or a smaller lake or even a bigger lake, and you know you can take them out in the ocean, but um, you know they're really designed for you know for lake fishing and and just enjoying it. Yeah, but, that's uh, a pontoon boat rides great in rough water. I mean, you're with the mm-hmm. pontoons oh, yeah. the deck up above the water level. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you know take two and three footers, and you might get some water on the splash, deck every yeah. now and then, but. You feel comfortable yeah. and, and just well, like I said, up, we don't love the I, waves. I don't want to spend the whole segment on it, but comfort is really important. You're not, it's like uh, sitting in a roadster. Um, yeah, it's fun, but it's not that comfortable. But right. the pontoon boat, you can get up and walk around and, and, and just to enjoy it. But anyway, let's get off of that. Uh, you mentioned, was it Rialto? It's also a part of your family? Uh, we've got a, a line of uh, Ranger pontoon boats, uh, Riata, R E A T T A, I believe. And and they're they're more of a uh, a uh, upper class pontoon boat. Fit and finish is just unbelievable on them. Uh, really quality components and uh, just a luxury pontoon. Well, now it it seems to me that most, if not all, of your boats are have uh, Mercury engines. Is that correct or still correct? We we do the the tracker uh, uh, group line. That's the only uh, outboard you can get as uh, mm-hmm. a Mercury product. Now Ranger and Triton, we do offer uh, some of the other brands, the Yamaha, the mm-hmm. Evinrude. Um, so yeah, but most of our uh, most of our 
models are equipped with Mercury outboard ships. Mm-hmm. Well, and they've and Merc- yeah, Mercury cruiser yeah. IOs. Oh yeah, they've been around for some time, and they, you know, they're. Um, and speaking of Mercury, uh, they have recently released a new line of uh, V6 and V8 oh uh, four-stroke motors, and they're they're the talk of the industry right now. And I had an opportunity to go down to uh, uh, the famed Lake X in, in Florida, where they used to do a lot of their testing, and uh, got to try out the new four-stroke motors on a variety of boats. Well, and I suspect you've got some, what do they got, 2, 250, 300 horsepower? Oh, yeah. Um, the uh, the 250 through 300 are, are eight cylinders. Uh, they've got unbelievable low to mid-range torque. Mm-hmm. Full shot's great. Top end's better. Fuel economy. You can have carry a conversation at wide open throttle. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, this, the, the new four-stroke engines. Uh, um, the you have to almost put a. Um, you, you can't hear them run, and that's what you got to be careful because you'd be sitting there and you go to start the engine because you don't hear anything, and it's right. it's already running. It's already so. running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like Mer- the hybrid cars now. Well, if anybody's interested in all of these boats, is there one place to go to? Uh, the, probably the easiest way, you can go to BassPro.com, and uh, down at the there's some tabs down at the bottom of the website that will connect you with the boat brands. But also uh, you can go to TrackerBoats.com, and then there will be tabs for all of the brands uh, down below as well. So. Uh, pretty easy, a friend, to, pretty a friend, easy to find. A friend of mine, about 15 years ago at least, uh, we went partners on a, on a tracker. I think it was a 22-foot, and uh, they actually delivered it right to us. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. And uh, we have, uh, oh, well, including the White River uh, brands, there's over 400 dealers nationwide mm-hmm. uh, in our distribution, so... Yeah, you can uh, easily. There's a, there'll be a dealer down the road just about anywhere you live. Yeah. Well, you guys have certainly uh, taken over the market, and it's certainly under, easy to understand why. You know, again, the product, the product line, you get a lot of high-end stuff, but you know, you're you're not going to beat the prices comparatively with anybody else. Well, we're, we Tracker was really the first boat manufacturer to come out with the boat motor and trailer package. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 1978, it used to be where you uh, you bought the boat, put it together, then you bought the engine separate, yeah. had it rigged, oh, uh, tow motor, it. fish finder separate, mm-hmm. and then you hope you bought a trailer that would match the boat. Sometimes well, it, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I recall, when we bought that uh, one for up at Lake Nacimiento, uh, he had a place up there, so it pretty much stayed up there. But I, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was fairly inexpensive. I'm thinking it was like around twenty thousand something like that total. And uh, they had uh, you know there's somebody that delivers it all the way from. Uh, I guess the factory, you order it, and it shows up a couple of weeks later in your driveway. Right. We used to, before our dealer network, we used to, uh, you could order boats uh, online or order boats over the phone and even online. Yeah. And uh, and then we'd ship the boats out. We had drivers that would, would uh, drive uh, permanently all year okay. round just delivering boats. Now yeah. we... We've developed the dealer network oh, where so it they makes ship it much from easier there. to purchase yeah. local. Right. Now, we've got about a minute and a half left, and God, there's so much more to cover. It's because what you do is is uh, just the whole company. But uh, Tracker, of course, is, I guess, that's your niche. 
And, you know, I don't know what to say. They are, they, I think they pioneered the, the reasonably priced boats. And, uh, you know, the, the way that they manufacture them, they're, they're good, they're solid. You know, you can get them that are not real fancy for a very good price. Uh, but it sounds like you can get anywhere from, you know, 40 horse to a 300 horse uh, uh, pontoon boat. Yes, you sure can. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of the, our founder's philosophy is, is offer a complete package price mm-hmm. uh, that's affordable and, right. and not sacrifice quality. And with the size of our company, yeah. uh, we can buy in bulk and, and right. pass it along to the Well, you know, another thought is that if you buy something like that, um, you can you can keep it for four or five years and sell us almost what you paid for it. Yes, uh, many times that's correct. Okay. All right. Well, Rick, we're going to have to bring you back on. There's just so much to cover, and uh, uh, we're going to have to let you go. Yeah, but you can go to BassPro.com or Tracker.com. Is that correct? Trackerboats.com. Trackerboats.com. Okay. And then also get in touch with Frank and his and her fly shops, um, and uh, we'll be talking more about that. But we're going to have to let you go right now. We appreciate that, Rick. It's been very exciting. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today.
fishing, that's what I'll do. Think about nothing, not even you. Catch me a big one, the fine speckled trout. Slapping in the water, I pull it right out. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate your helping us out today. And we have Frank Selby on the line with this. And God, it was... Uh, that was great getting uh, Rick Emmett on. With yeah, had, it was. I had no idea how big they'd gotten. I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they own it all. Yeah. Um, so, and again, if you get a, ever get a chance to go to any of the stores, especially some of the bigger ones, um, you know, you don't just go in there to buy some tackle. You go in there to spend the day and make an event of it. Yeah. And yeah, actually, most of them even have restaurants in them. Yeah, and they have uh, fish tanks in everyone. Yeah. With all the fish. Right. But a lot of fun. Anyway, um, we were going to mention a little bit. Uh, I was talking to Frank and I going up in about 10 days to catch uh, uh, Ken, Alaska, and uh, talking about, you know, what to bring. I said, well, if you're going to Cabo, it's easy. You need a couple of T-shirts, a couple of pairs of shorts, uh, and some maybe tennis shoes or uh, or sandals, and that's it. You can, carry, put, you can put it in your backpack. You don't even need a carry-on. But Alaska is a little bit different because, um, you know, even up there, you see, in, in most of the world, you can forecast the weather because of what's happening in other parts of the world. You know, if there's a heat front moving in or a storm in, the, in Hawaii, um, you can track it. But up there, it's, that's where the weather is born. So it, it doesn't come from anywhere. It starts there. But uh, so... You know, any time of the year, we're going to be going up in July, of course. And, you know, I can give a weather report right now from what it's going to be. Start in the morning, it will be uh, uh, warm and like a lake. Um, and, you know, probably some sun. And then usually in the early afternoon around 2 o'clock, the wind comes up. Um, and you might see some clouds coming by that'll that'll drop, uh, but then it doesn't last long. Within an hour, it'll, the sun will be out again. Um, and then uh, in the evening, it'll go flat calm again. And, you know, it's 10, 11 o'clock at night. You can read the newspaper by ambient light. But, uh, I'll tell you what I'm taking. I'm taking two sweatshirts, two uh, pair of jeans, two sweatpants, a uh, rain jacket, and a couple of really good hats and uh, a lot of sunblock. You, you, you forgot something. My rods. Sh- shorts. <laughs> shorts. Shorts. Bring yeah. some shorts, yeah. yeah. But, oh, yeah, we're going to be doing trying to do some fly fishing while we're up there. But, yeah. uh, you know, the whole point in Alaska is even when you're out on the boat for one day, you have to layer it. Um, yeah. So just, you know, if it rain comes up, you put your uh, windbreaker jacket on. And uh, uh, if the sun's out, you know, you might be down to a T-shirt and shorts. But it's it's not that difficult. You just kind of put it on and take it off. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. or subtract all day long. Yeah. Well, and we are got that trip coming up the end of September, and again, you know, it's going to be warm. And the end of September, it's a matter of fact, more than likely the water temperature would be oh, mid eighties. That's the water temp, the surface water temperature. 
And so um, T-shirts. Oh, you know what a tip is for uh, when you're being out in the sun like that is a long-sleeved white T-shirt because it'll, it'll protect your arms and it's not hot. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but uh, we're going to have to do that. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. Remember that go to the website, listen to the show there. It's much easier. We're on 40, 50 broadcast stations and all the Internet's places. But if you just go to the website, it's real easy. It's right on the front page. And you can click on any show that we've done in the last year or so and a short description of what you want to listen to. And today's show, you can listen to it a couple of different times, especially listen to Rick and Thracker Boats. You'll learn some things. Okay, Frank, we really appreciate you tuning in. Um, everybody, and Frank, we appreciate you helping out, as always. No problem whatsoever, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Sounds good to me. Listen to that. Okay, you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, fishhunttalkradio.com. <laughs> <laughs>